As a mom, you wear a lot of hats, and sometimes it seems like you're going in a million directions at once. At the 29-Minute Mom, we want to give you the tools to bring it all under control and reach your highest potential. If you give us a few minutes, we'll help you find those extra hours you need every week to achieve balance and satisfaction in everything you're trying to get done. The 29-Minute Mom. It's time just for you. And now, here's your host, life's organization expert, author and coach, Jennifer Ford Berry. Hey, everybody. Happy New Year. It's Jennifer here. And this is the first day of 2020. So I want to take a second and wish you all a very, very happy, healthy, joyful, blessed New Year. I, for one, am super excited about 2020. I think it's a really cool decade and I cannot wait to see what it's all about. And hopefully it is the very best memories for all of us. I am so just appreciative to all of you that took the time to listen to the 29 Minute Mom during 2019. And I am so um, just honored to be the host of the show, to be able to speak to all of you. I am so excited when anybody tunes in. I think it's amazing. Um, so happy new year. God bless all of you. I want to give a quick shout out to Tina. Her last name is D-A-N-C-I-U Danucci. Danucci. Um, not sure how to say your last name, Tina, but she just left a review recently that says, I have read all Jennifer's books and I love them so much that I find myself rereading them to get myself motivated when doing a project. 29 Minute Mom is no different. A great way to get motivated and learn to live your best life. Thank you, Jennifer. You are truly an inspiration and thank you so much, Tina. I so appreciate the time, just the time you took to write that to me. Um, so I want to just wish you a very um, successful and healthy 2020 and sending much love and blessings your way. I really appreciate the review. Um, so let's get started because I have um, just some tips to just tips to share with you about this time of year. I know we just came off a really busy holiday season and I, it was funny because the other day, I think it was yesterday, the day before I posted and asked how many people put their decorations away before, before new year's and everybody had different answers and it was really cool to see all of your answers about why you put them away when you do. Um, so as for us here in the Barry household, we leave uh, a lot of decorations up that are very wintry, um, here in Western New York, you know, it's very cold and can sometimes be a little, gray. So I just love keeping the tree up a little longer. We usually keep it up to the middle of January. I love the lights. And then we have some various um, smaller fake trees throughout the house with white lights on them. And it just kind of adds some warmth to the house during those, you know, cold winter nights. So all the Santa stuff, all the real Christmassy stuff has already been put away. So we're kind of half and half. Um, but one of the things I want to really encourage you that are putting your holiday decorations away to make sure you are purging while you pack. So purge and pack, pack and purge, whatever you want to say. But I find a lot of times people, when you start to put your stuff away from the holiday season, whatever is sitting in the bins that you did not use during this time of year, chances are they're not your favorite decorations. 
So this is the perfect time before you put the stuff away, look at the bottom of those bins, the bottom of the bags, and really ask yourself, am I going to use that stuff next year? Um, if there's just, for some reason, you're not feeling it anymore, this is the perfect time to purge and let go. Um, no sense storing it for a whole nother year, because let's face it, folks, you are not going to pull this stuff out for another 12 months. So you might as well purge um, while the bins are open. The next thing I want to say is for um, those of you that kind of just, it's, it's funny because at the end of the season, I always think of things I want to do differently next year or things I want to you know, do the same, or maybe somebody got me a gift and I didn't know they were going to get me a gift and I want to make sure I get them one next year. So I'm not empty handed. Um, we all have had those weird little moments. And the thing about it is, is that now is the perfect time to just kind of jot down any thoughts you have about upcoming holiday season. And I usually just do that right in my phone under notes and I title it Christmas. So every year I kind of can just jot down some things um, that I really love doing. I want to make sure I do it again or things that I don't like to do or just ideas. Sometimes I even get like really good Christmas ideas during Christmas. So I save them for next year. Um, just all sorts of things. And, or maybe we went and did something as a family and I'm like, oh, I love doing that. So let's make sure we do it again next year. I just leave the notes right in my phone and then I'll know where to look for them next year. Um, the other thing I do, which is really helpful, is I take all of our Christmas cards, um, the photo cards and the regular Christmas cards, when I'm done with them and I put them in a Ziploc bag and I write with a black Sharpie on front um, the year. So next year when I'm ready to pull out the decorations, I'll pull out that Ziploc and I will just be reminded of who is still sending cards, um, who you know I need to send a card to. Actually this year I was a little short on our holiday cards. So um, I don't wanna do that next year. So when I pull that Ziploc out, I'll be reminded who to send a card to. Super easy, but it just kind of keeps me organized for next year. Because again, I'm not going to think about Christmas once the season's over. I'm not going to think about um, Thanksgiving and all this stuff. I'm, it's going to be you know, kind of stored away, and I'm going to be moving on to 2020 and the New Year stuff, and I'm going to forget. I mean, I wish I could say I remember every detail, but I really don't. Um, so I'm a big fan of writing things down. So those are kind of just some tips for the rest of the holiday season. The episode that aired last week was a really good episode, if you haven't already listened, where we talked about some other Christmas and holiday tips that will kind of keep you organized maybe for next year. And that was episode 51, the minimalist lifestyle, including Christmas. And that was when I had my guest, um, Diane Bowden on, who is the minimalist mom, and she had a lot of awesome ideas. So make sure you just listen to that, and especially um, before the next holiday season, that would be a good one to listen to. So let's move on to the new year in 2020. And I want to start off by first saying that um, I'm going to, I really want everybody to... <laughs> You know, it's funny, everybody always picks on me because I always think the new year is going to be like the best year yet. That's just my mentality. Um, so I really want that for you guys. I really want 2020 to be your best year yet. And I feel like if we don't go in with that attitude, then we're not going to step up our game. We're not going to grow and learn and become better people. And one of the things I just feel like that I can do as a gift for all my listeners is to offer my new book, Purpose Over Possession. So I want to go ahead and just 
say, I'm super excited to offer anyone that's listening the purpose of our possessions, decluttering your life so you can live on purpose as my new year gift to you for $10, which includes shipping. I'm going to pay the shipping for you. The book right now is on Amazon for $15 or $15.99, not sure. But if you click on the link that's in the show notes, I'll put it right under the podcast. So if you're listening to this on iTunes, you can get the link or on my website. But if you shoot me an email with your name and address, I will invoice you $10 and I will get the book shipped out to you. So it'll just be $10 flat. I'll pay all the shipping. I want to make sure that you have a book in your hands that can really change the trajectory of your life for 2020. And that book is so powerful, just not only for organization, but for how you run your home, just your, your spiritual life, your just everything, your relationships. It can really, really set your new year up in the right direction. So I want to make sure I offer that as a gift to all of you. Okay. So what are you all doing um, for the new year? I know a lot of people like to say New Year's resolutions. I'm personally not a fan of saying that because I think when I hear the word resolution, I think never going to happen. I just think it's gotten a bad rep. I don't know. It never worked for me. But what I do is I take this time of year. Um, I've already done my 2020 planning, but New Year's Day, if you're listening to this, is a great day to just kind of turn this off when it's done and sit with your favorite beverage in a comfortable spot and maybe take 15 minutes with a notebook and kind of just ask yourself, if 2020 could look like anything, what would it look like? And write down as many things that will paint that picture as possible. Um, for me, a vision is a painted picture. And if I can't see it clearly in my mind, I don't know what action steps to take to make that happen. And we all know that I love a good plan. So the more I can plan ahead to make that vision happen, the better. So what I do is I write down things like, what do I want to do more of? What do I want to do less of? How do I want to change and grow? How do I want to better myself? How do I want to improve my business, grow my business, scale my businesses? Um, what big projects do I want to complete in our home? What kind of memories do I want to create as a family? Just things like that. And then I map it all out and I'll tell you how I do that in a second. But just to, just to um, give you some ideas is something that I want to do more of this year. For me personally is to really get um, a stricter schedule when it comes to exercise and also do more meal planning. Um, I tend to exercise, but I kind of go on and off the train based on how busy I am. And I think that this year it just has to be more um, of a really, just more like part of my everyday schedule. And that means I'm going to have to plan for it. So planning means I'm going to look at my calendar. I'm going to start plugging in different dates and times where I'm going to be at the gym. I color code my calendar. So I know um, you've, many of you have heard me talk about this before, but if not, I'm going to give you a quick, quick uh, snapshot of this. I look at my life to see if I'm in quote unquote balance. Um, by am I, am I touching all the important parts? So it's kind of like a pie chart. And each piece of the pie is an important part of my life, which is one of my priorities. So it would be family, my spiritual life, my health, my business, 
um, things like that. So health is a piece of the pie. And that for me gets um, color coded green on my schedule. So that way at the end of the week, I can kind of look at my calendar really quickly and know that I'm handling all these important pieces of my life because I'm seeing all the colors mapped out for the week. So that's just kind of how I do my um, time management. But um, there's more on that in different, in my books and on the blog and on the podcast episodes. So just take a look for that. But really for me, if my goal is this year to do better at meal planning, that means I have to look at my calendar and I have to say, when do I have time for that? And really the only day that I have time for every single week is on Sunday. So I've made a commitment to do my meal planning on Sunday this year, um, which means I take it a step far. I don't just think it's in my brain that I'm going to do this. I don't think I wish I could do it. I hope I do it. I actually plan it in my schedule because if I don't, it won't happen. Um, so that's just something I want to do it more of. Something I want to do less of is I actually want to do less um, wine drinking, just like just in general, um, just, it's not necessary. And I feel like, you know, to be healthier, just, you know, got to cut down some wine and it's really, um, something I've cut way down on anyways, but this year I want to take it to a whole nother level. So, um, just kind of things like that, like think about it and just be honest with yourself. What can I do more of? What can I do less of? How do I want to change and grow? Um, so I take all of my goals and my projects and my plans. And I use a tool called Kanban Flow. And that's K-A-N-B-A-N-F-L-O-W. I'll link it in the show notes. Um, now there's other, there's other time management, project management sites out there that people love and use. One of them is Trello. Um, it's, it's very, they're all very similar. For me, I've been using Kanban for quite a while. So as far as um, I kind of in that mentality of it's not broke, don't fix it. Why waste time learning something else? Why move all the projects and notes over? Um, so it's really easy for me to just stick with what I like and what works for me. And I really love Kanban. I use it on my phone. So I, I map it all out on my desktop and then I can pull up my Kanban on my phone too. And it's really easy. It's drop and drag. Um, you can, they're called boards, so you can share your board. So I have a board for each business that will kind of say, okay, so all our goals for 2020 for the podcast are on one board. Um, then there's goals for, you know, the ministry and then there's goals for mother time marketplace. Um, and there's the personal Barry family goals. And again, it's all right there in a snapshot. So that's painting a picture for me of what I need to accomplish in the upcoming year. It is also color coded. And the best part is I don't have 15 scrap pieces of paper laying in my office and in my purse and on the kitchen counter with all these notes and to do's there. It's accessible anywhere I am, whether I'm on my desktop or my phone, it's clean. It's neat. And the best part is when you complete a task, you just drag it right over to the done column. Um, you can call your columns, whatever you want, but it's all just really easy. The best part about Kanban too, is you can set a timer. And so, you know, many of you don't want to start a task because you feel like, okay, for example, if I'm going to, you know, maybe I want to get my master bedroom closet organized, um, but it just seems like a really daunting, overwhelming task. If you were to break it down and say, okay, I'm going to do the drawers um, this day for 30 minutes, or I'm going to do the hanging clothes for 30 minutes on Sunday, the best part is setting a timer because that way you know you're going to have an end stopping point. 
Um, it's just, it's just a mind game and let's face it guys, we don't have hours and hours and hours to get projects done or get organized. Usually we only have little chunks of time. So Kanban is perfect because if I want to go on to, you know, sit down and I want to get some stuff done on my to-do list, I can set the timer in the corner for 30 minutes or 60 minutes and it, I can stay focused until that timer goes off. So it's really awesome. And you can also share your boards with other people. So for me, it's great to share the, the tasks and all the things that go along with the businesses with my assistant, Jessica. Um, and it's really you know easy. So you can keep your boards private or you can share them with other people. Um, you can allow them, them to edit and add tasks. So you could do this as a family project. You guys could all kind of sit down and say, what do we want to get done around the house in 2020? And then you can assign certain tasks to certain people and share them with it. So it might be something like, okay, we really need to um, put up some shelves in the garage and you assign that to your husband. Um, things like that. So really awesome, super simple. It's free. Um, there's a free version. That's the version I use. I don't really need the more expensive one. It just kind of works for me. Um, whatever bells and whistles that it offers for free. So it works. That's how I plan out my new year. Okay, so here's the other thing. When you're planning out your new year, you want to kind of incorporate the family too. You want to sit down and say, okay, what do we want to do um, this year? Like what's really important to us? What kind of memories do we want to make? Maybe you kind of need to work on a relationship within your family. It's the perfect time to say, hey, maybe it's with your spouse. You're like, we've been so busy this year in 2020. We want to make more time for each other. Let's get the calendar out and let's pick one night per month that we're going to do a date night. Or maybe you're going to do a date with each of your children once a month or, you know, whatever the case may be. Maybe you're going to go visit um, grandma in the nursing home once a month. It's really, really important to declare it and be intentional and write it down so that you make time for it. And by, you know, whenever possible, make sure that you're actually scheduling it in ahead of time, because we all know that if we don't, somebody else or something else is going to take away that time, there's always something that's going to pop up and it won't happen at the end of 2020. You're right where you started at the end of 2019. Nothing's really gotten better. The thing about, the thing about this whole, you know, vision for the new year and growing yourself and bettering yourself is it does take intention. Many of us are caught into these habits where we don't even realize we're doing it. So if we want to make a serious change, we're going to have to look at our habits. And a lot of times, you know, our brains are very prone to, you know, if they want, say you're used to eating a bag of potato chips when you get home from work while you're making dinner, your brain wants the easy way out. The easy way out is to grab the chips and put them in your mouth. It's not to put them down, grab a big bottle of water, chug the water, and then make sure that you do, you know, 15 push-ups on the floor or you know, 50 crunches or whatever you're trying to do to get healthy. Your brain wants the easy way out. It doesn't ever want to point you in the direction of something that's harder or more work. It's just the way it is. It kind of goes along with the fight or flight idea. So we have to make up a new way of living, form new habits that have nothing to do with how we feel. Because if we listen to those feelings, if we listen to our brain, we're just going to get stuck in the same rut we're always in. We have to plan. We have to use our time management skills. We have to set up our life for 
to make these new habits easy. So for example, if you don't want to eat junk food as much in 2020, then clean out that pantry this week and remove the junk food, remove the um, temptation from your house. Make it difficult that you would have to get in your car and drive down the street to purchase those potato chips. You have to make it easy to do the right thing and hard to do the wrong thing is what I'm basically trying to say. So plan it out, sit down as a family, make a commitment to the time and by all means plan out as much of your year as you can. Maybe you want to make time for a family vacation this year. It's a great time to sit down with all of your calendars and say, when could we make this happen? Where would we want to go? This stuff isn't going to get planned overnight. It takes a while. So you want to be proactive. Um, one of the things too that I've heard a lot of people say works for them with um, planning out a new year is I've had some friends said, say that they pray for a word. Um, I remember last year, one of my girlfriends, she prayed and her word was joy. And it was so funny because it was something that she didn't really think about. It was kind of sent from God. And then the whole entire year became kind of her theme. Um, we even, you know, as friends would give her things that said joy, joy, the word joy would pop up in all sorts of books and podcasts and songs. And it was just kind of thrown in her face all the time. And it was really cool to watch how it, because that word was something that, um, she was focused on, it just brought her more joy. So it was something by it being a theme, it really did encompass, encompass most of her year. So I encourage you to do that as well. I encourage you to kind of take the time to sit and plan and dream and imagine, you know, the first chapter of my book that just came out was possibilities. And I just think it's so powerful to be able to imagine the possibilities because if you can't even imagine it, then it's probably not going to happen. You need to think outside the box sometimes and beginning of this year is a perfect, perfect time to do that. Um, so I would love to hear back from you guys of what you want to do more of what you want to do less of. One of the things um, that's on my list for 2020 is, you know, I, do, I break up my businesses and I look at how I can grow them and scale them and kind of improve the experience for the people that I'm working with. Um, so I will go ahead and share that two of our goals for this year is to, number one, bring the Created Order Conference to Buffalo this year. Last year, we launched it in Charlotte. And this year, we want to launch it in Buffalo. So I'm just praying for the right venue. I'm praying that God will open the doors, you know, for that to happen. And then the second thing is I really want to start offering online courses to um, people that want to get organized, are not sure where to start, feel completely overwhelmed, um, and just need that accountability and the guidance and the tips and the tricks and all the things that I do with people one-on-one. -on -one. So I'm really, really pumped to be able to announce that we're going to offer those online courses this year. And it's going to be, it's going to be so just cool. I think community is something that's really important to everybody nowadays, especially with so many of us hiding behind our phones and our screens. And I think we can learn so much from each other. I know that some of the communities and courses and groups that I've been in um, have really changed my life, how I think um, and how I operate my businesses. So we're launching our very first course in January and it's going to be cool. I'll, I'll actually tell you guys a couple of little things about it right now. First of all, it's going to be called the paper purge project. And I, it's just something I do in my life in January when the holidays die down, I re 
like I hit the restart button on our paper. So um, step one is to make sure you have a simple, efficient paper system in place, which I do. I've used the same system for years and years. I'm going to completely teach everybody what I do verbatim in the group. Um, but January is the perfect time because it is kind of like right before taxes, tax season starts. We don't want to be behind under taxes. We want to be ahead of the game. But there's a lot of paper that you kind of save for the year. And then when the new year starts, it needs to go. You need to make sure you have what you need for your taxes and you need to restart. You need to purge. You need to like start over in a sense. Um, so January is a time of the year that I do that every single year. And, you know, I've heard so many people in audiences ask me about paper and it seems to be everybody's nemesis. And I've wondered why paper is so annoying to people because personally, I really like to organize it and I think it's fun. And, I, and I've been asking myself, why is it that most people can't stand paper and I don't mind it? And I think it's because, well, first of all, this is why people hate paper. It comes every single day uninvited to your house. Like you don't have shirts and shoes showing up at your house unless you've ordered them or you have a really nice friend that is mailing you presents. But paper is nonstop. It's coming from school. It's coming in the mailbox. It's, it's coming from all ends. Um, and you need to have a simple system in place to control that paper clutter. Um, so if you, once you learn how to do that and you know exactly what to do and you have a system in place, it's easy. Um, it's really, really easy. I think people have more paper than they could possibly need or use. And it usually falls under the 80-20 principle, which 80% of the paper we have, we never look at again. But I think what holds people up is they're just not sure what to keep. They don't know what they have to keep and what they can let go of. Um, so I want to teach you that in the Paper Purge Project. And I really just want to say, if you're interested and you're like, hey, tell me more, let me know when this course goes on, you know, is available. Um, we're going to do a five day pop-up Facebook group, which will just be a really cool day. Or, I'm sorry, five days to just get motivated um, and to clear out the paper and also to ask questions and just feel out what we're going to be doing in the course and just kind of learn from other people. So if you are interested in finding out about the Paper Purge Project, just go to Jennifer Fordberry dot com forward slash courses and there'll be a big button there that will put you on the waiting list and as soon as the course launches which will be in the next couple of weeks then you will be the first to know so i really encourage you to do that so i hope today's show was kind of just a really um good chunk of motivation and inspiration for all of you listening and that you are as fired up as me to start off 2020 on the right foot one thing I love about that whole to-do list vision planning um, system is that it's so fun to really have something to work towards and start to move those tasks once you cross them off your list to the done column. And by the end of the year, you can see how much you accomplished because otherwise we kind of go through the motions day in and day out. And we really sometimes don't even realize how much we're getting done. We're always beating ourselves up for what we haven't already done instead of giving us ourselves credit for what we actually do complete. So I want to encourage you to focus more on what you complete in 2020 and less on what isn't done. Um, that's my piece of advice for all of you busy mamas listening. And I know that you are just living your best life today, 
putting stuff away and cleaning and getting ready and shuffling kids. So I appreciate that fact that you took time out to listen to me. And by all means, if you have any questions, comments, things you want to see in the, um, on the podcast or, you know, on the blog in 2020, please, please go ahead, leave me a review. Let me know what you're thinking. And I'll be happy to address that as much as I can. And again, happy new year to all of you listening. God bless.